Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast. Today we are super excited to welcome four people from Lamar Community College in Lamar, Colorado to the podcast. Lamar offers an awesome facility for equine degrees and for a rodeo program. So let's just get started. We have Savannah Thomason. She is the equine business management program instructor. We have Ryan Bray, the instructor for horse training and management program. TJ Watts, another instructor for the horse training and management program. And the rodeo coach, Cole Dorenkamp. Let's just dig in and talk about what does Lamar have to offer? So at Lamar Community College, we've got two different equine programs here. We have the horse training and management program, which focuses on preparing students to go on internship with a horse trainer of their choosing. Students get to break colts and train a specialized horse. And then in the other program, equine business management, we focus on the student's horsemanship skills and then prepare them for an internship in something relating to usually reproduction, sales, management, nutrition, um, all the other avenues within the equine industry. And then we also have a rodeo team here. The rodeo team, it goes kind of hand in hand with uh, both horse programs here at Lamar Community College. Uh, it works out really good. We usually practice in the afternoons after everybody's kind of been riding colts or horses all day long. So it's one of them deals that if you want to be hands-on, be with horses all day long, then it works out really good for everyone. That's awesome. That sounds like a great opportunity. And I know there's different colleges across the country that offer an equine program and it it seems like they maybe specialize in one department but they don't have the facility to really back it up or or vice versa they have the facility and they don't have the programs to back it up and from what I can see here on the the website and what I've studied that you guys have it all you've got the facility and the programs to match whatever anybody's looking for in the equine world yeah we're pretty unique here at the college just for that, in general, um, you know, there's three three outdoor arenas here, one indoor arena. You know, there's usually always something going on, thing or not the arena, thing or any time of the day. Um, you know, between the equine businessmen, uh, the horse training management, and the rodeo. Uh, and like you said, you know, not not a lot of other places kind of have that larger facility, that much um, power to have everything all in one package. That's a a great thing to be able to offer. So let's learn a little bit more about each of you and what you bring. Uh, You know, I know a lot of kids that listen to this, and there's a lot that kids look at when they're looking at a college, including who the personnel is that they're going to be working with all the time. And there's just a lot that goes into it. So let's just talk about what you guys have to offer um, as individuals, because they'll mostly be working, the four of you. Yes. TJ Watts, this is my first year at Lamar Community College. Um, this is currently in our second semester. I come from a training and showing background, um, fresh out of college. I went to a, a college in Sterling, went through their horse training management program, which is very similar to this one here, um, and rodeoed there. Outside of college, I went and trained with Jack Wright um, in Penrose, Colorado. More APHA and AQHA for showing. Um, he has a lot more paints than quarters, but he did do a lot of reining at the quarter shows. Trained a lot of rope horses in the paints. Um, after that, I kind of went out on my own there, and I have 
five world titles in the roping um, between the head and the healing. Wow. Um, so, and then uh, do a lot of a lot of ranching where I grew up in Eads, which is 35 miles from here. Still very involved with a lot of cattle ranches around there. In the summertime, spend a lot of time starting a bunch of two-year-olds for myself and for the family, and then also riding outside horses and still training the show horses as well. Very cool. What made you decide to, to get on board at Lamar? Oh, the rodeo coach had a lot to do with it. Uh, he informed me about the about the job opportunity. Um, and then after rodeoing with him and just being good friends and growing up with him, um, I came down and was down here helping the rodeo team out a little bit at times and um, noticed the, the facilities and everything and when the job opportunity came around uh, I went ahead and applied for it ever since I've been here I get along really well with Ryan and Savannah and Cole and it's uh, it's been a great great opportunity um, everybody kind of works together and, and it works out really good very cool well it's always fun when you have a good team to work with too yes yes for sure all right who's next now yeah my name is Ryan Bray. <laughs> I'm the other HGM instructor. Uh, actually, I came through the program probably in 2004 as a student, so got a pretty good history. Uh, oh, I interned and worked for the guy who was the head of the program at the time, J.J. Rydberg. Started a bunch of colts for him, and then uh, just went out on my own and just been working on my family's ranch, starting starting colts and doing a lot of day work and cattle work and stuff like that since then. So it's oh. kind of been, like TJ, it's been a lot of fun working here. I've only been here a year and a half, but everybody gets along good and good environment for the kids to learn in and Very cool. progress their skills. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. All right, Savannah, are you next? Sure. So... I uh, originally, I grew up in Minnesota, and I went to school at South Dakota State University. Uh, I got my bachelor's degree in animal science, and then I went ahead and got my master's degree in education. Uh, While I was getting my master's degree, I helped teach the horse classes there at South Dakota State and helped kind of manage the horse barn there with the breeding and all of that. Um, Once I was done with my master's program, I was just looking for a job teaching, and this one came open. Um, I guess well, I was at a CSU. I was also involved with the equestrian team on the horsemanship side, um, and just really enjoyed that side of it too. So this job has been a good fit to incorporate the riding side of it as well as the classroom classes here. Yeah, very cool. It's like I said, it's just fun to see how people people come together to, to make these programs. So now we have Cole left. Yeah, so uh, this is Cole Dornkamp, and I'm the rodeo coach. Um, I've been born and raised in Lamar. I went to college here, uh, then went to college in Gillette, Wyoming, and then I finished my education at Oklahoma Panhandle State University. Uh, once I got done there, I pretty much just rodeoed. Um, and then uh, I've kind of always helped out the college here at the rodeo team. When the coach prior to me was coaching, I'd just kind of come in whenever I was around and run practice, stuff like that. 
then I had an opportunity to apply to be the head coach. So I decided to apply for the position and kind of decided to slow down rodeoing. And then I've kind of been here ever since. You know, like TJ was saying, it's a, it's a pretty neat deal that we have here with all the instruct instructors. Uh, you know, like me and TJ, we roped and rodeoed a lot prior to this, and now we're both down here teaching and instructing, so, so it's a pretty neat opportunity for everyone, and it really helps to bring all the kids together. Yes, having coaches with experience definitely helps, those that have been there and done that. What's the atmosphere like at Lamar? Like, I, I know that every school is different, every region's different. I went to college in uh, Durant, Oklahoma, and then I coached in Rangeley, and the differences in those two regions were dramatically different. So what's it like at the school in Lamar and in Colorado? And then what's it like in that region if the if kids choose to rodeo? I would say like as far as the school atmosphere, we're definitely a small town. So most of the students that come here or, you know, really enjoy it here are kind of used to those smaller towns. Um, but we do have some kids that come from bigger areas and like to get out of the city and come here. As far as the atmosphere within the classes and the campus, uh, our students are, you know, kind of like a big family down here. They spend most of their time at the equine complex. Their first classroom class is at 8 a.m. with me, and then they get done with their last riding class at 4 or 5 in the afternoon. So pretty, you know, family environment down here, and we all work together, and they become pretty close. Yeah. How many kids are on that campus? Man, I would say, like, the campus is maybe, like, 800. Okay. I think would probably be my guess. Numbers? We're one of the bigger bigger programs at the campus, for sure. Yeah. Well, and it's that big university feel for some. That's great, but... I know that more intimate setting where you actually get to know your your professors and, and your instructors and work with them on a daily basis and, and see the same faces every day is very beneficial to a lot of people. And I think especially if you're going to have horses and stuff, being able to develop that community within the college is vital for so many people. Yeah, I would say that's one of the big advantages of coming to this school versus other larger universities is, you know, as instructors and rodeo coaches, we we know our students, we care about them, we try to help them succeed as much as we can. We invest a lot in our students versus, you know, they're not just a number to us, they mean something. You were talking earlier about the internships that you try to help kids get set up for. Is that do you have a list of people that they go intern with or are they responsible for seeking out and you just help facilitate it or how does that work? Yeah, uh, the kids can kind of pick and choose where they'd like to go, but, you know, we'll help them line it up. I know TJ lined up some kids with some pretty reputable reigning trainers and has pretty good connections in the roping world. So, yeah, we'll help them. And we've got portfolios of all the students and where they've went so they're welcome to go through them and just a lot of a lot of information and places for them to go for sure very nice i know interning i've looked for different internships and i was fortunate enough to intern at cactus saddlery but if i didn't know somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody that was gonna be hard for me to get into 
the equine industry and that side of it without that connection that I had of a friend. And I think it's really cool that you're at a school where those kids who want to stay in this industry, you four are connected enough to be able to help facilitate that because that's not something that very many places offer. Yeah, so for both the sports training management and equine business management, students generally do three semesters on campus with us, and then their fourth semester they go on an internship. Um, If they want to stay all four semesters here to rodeo, they can do that as well and then do their internship over the summer. But the internship is the required part of the program. Um, That just helps, you know, with job placement. We've got a pretty, pretty good job placement following those internships, so we help them get that lined up and teach them how to do job interviews we we grade them a lot on their employability scores so trying to just prepare them well to do good on that internship and have a job lined up following that can you tell us more about the business management program and what does that program look like what do they come out knowing what are the classes that they're that they would take in that program So that program is more directed at students that want to be involved in the aspects outside of training in the horse industry. So they do still bring a horse with them. We still ride seven days a week. Uh, But in our riding classes, we focus a lot on their horsemanship skills and furthering those. Uh, We do have quite a few students now that double major, so that's that's an option. Um, As far as the classroom classes, you know, we take anatomy, reproduction, evaluation, uh, horse sales. Then, you know, on campus they take business and accounting, farm records. Um, in the management class with me, we do a stable plan. So they design a business that they would want to run, try to make it as hands-on as we can. And we do bring in a lot of different industry professionals to speak to them about how they run their business or what made them successful in their different avenues of the horse industry. Wow, what an awesome opportunity. What does the horse training program look like? Okay, this more it's really hands-on. Me and TJ, our stuff's all just labs, you know, hands-on with the kids, with the horses. So when they come in the fall, they'll get a halter broke two-year-old that's never been saddled, and we go through and help them get them started and teach them how to put a foundation on a colt. And We'll probably have 80 rides on most of the two-year-olds that first semester. And then the second semester, they'll come back and get two two-year-olds and kind of the same process, just a little more intense. But the kids will still have all the classroom classes with Savannah, so it's not not completely hands-on, but, you know, there is some classroom stuff. But And then that third semester, they come back and do a specialized horse, roping, cutting, reining kind of a deal, but they're, they're kind of broke when they get them here, so real hands-on and kind of just preparing them for what's going to be expected of them when they go work in the real world. Definitely by no means is it natural. You know, it's just more of hands-on performance-based training. Mm -hmm. Sounds like quite an opportunity for a lot of kids that that's what they're wanting to do in life. I mean, I just listening, I've got three colts out in the pasture. Sometimes I wish that I would have had that foundation and that guidance throughout college an opportunity for two years of guidance and training and learning the fundamentals from professionals that 
is going to cost you less than sending your horse to a trainer or, or taking lessons all the time. And to be able to get that in college and get an education and then have all of the opportunities that you guys have to offer and helping them get placed after, like, that's a huge thing for kids to have an opportunity to, to experience. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about the rodeo team for a while. How many kids are on your team? What's your practices look like? What's the atmosphere like on your rodeo team? Uh, right now we're at 23 kids. You know, we're a little bit of a smaller team. We range somewhere right around there. You know, usually no more than 26, 27, always 20. So just kind of a happy medium there. Usually our normal day of practicing, we kind of just get started after lunch um, and just kind of get after it. You know, we have kids that are majoring in all different things, so they kind of have classes come and go. So we'll just kind of start and go till it gets dark or go till everybody's done. You know, there's always somebody there to run practice. Um, you know, no practices are independent. There's always a coach there, me, TJ, Ryan, Savannah, somebody's there to kind of supervise, you know, make sure everything's going good. Um, we always have lots of cattle to practice on. Um, you know, I usually always have horses in here. I rope with the kids. TJ comes and roasts with us when, when he's done instructing classes. Um, you know, so pretty much the same deal every day. We usually practice Monday through Friday, sometimes on the weekends, just kind of depending on what everybody's got going on. As coaches, what are you looking for in students? What are your requirements for, for being on the rodeo team? Do they have curfews? Do they have are they required to be at practice? Or is that optional? What's that look like? You know, that kind of, it kind of just varies. You know, if, if you're on a scholarship or if you want to be on the points team. So to go to the rodeos on the weekends, you know, we designate a points team, six men and four women. And then if you're on that, you receive uh, travel money. Um, like right now, it's $200 in travel money to go to the rodeos. And I pick that every week, you know, so that team can, can change it, change weekly. So, you know, if you don't come to practice, you're not going to be on the points team. And if you're on scholarship, you dang sure better be to practice. And if you're not, you know, you'll probably lose your scholarship. But on the other hand, I understand, you know, that we get a lot of local kids and I understand that they have stuff going on at times too. So, you know, so if they got something come to me and they miss practice, then that's fine. So I guess you kind of say practices are mandatory, but they're also not. You know, I'm pretty understanding. I understand there's other stuff going on, especially when you're involved with the equine world. You know, there's always stuff that comes up. But but as, as the most part, yeah, I mean, practices are pretty mandatory. Outside of the equine program, I mean, it sounds like you guys are pretty flexible with the kids when they have to go to rodeos on the weekends and, and practice and whatnot. But are the... The other programs or the other degrees and instructors on campus, are they pretty understanding of the rodeo schedule? Uh, yes, they are. You know, we're a smaller school, so that helps a bunch. So they know, I mean, all the instructors know kind of when the year starts, you know, who the rodeo kids are and that they're going to be gone quite a bit. Then it's not that big a deal. You know, we get it set up beforehand and then, uh, you know, they either do their work before they leave or get caught up when they get back. Mm-hmm. But, but it, it, it works out good. It's not too big of an issue. Are there quite a few things going on around Lamar outside of college rodeo that kids can attend, like jackpots and rodeos and, and stuff like that? Yes, once the weather gets a little nicer. You know, right now, right now there's not just a whole lot. Um, you know, you can go down to Amarillo. It's not too far from here. And then um, there's some team roping jackpots. 
within a few hours thanks her um quite often uh there's a weekly series barrel race that'll start up here in a few months um so there's there's quite a bit of, of stuff to do and uh you know like the, the barrel race it works out pretty nice for everybody um you know there'll, there'll be kids from the program here that'll go participate as well that aren't just rodeo kids nice so, so there's there's quite a bit for them to be involved in um especially with the community very cool. What are your goals for the rodeo team? Like when you when you're looking for kids, what's the goal of the rodeo program? You know, I mean, obviously we want to win. I feel like that's probably everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I want kids, you know, that that have they don't necessarily have have to have already have you know like a big resume of winning, but have the ability and the try. You know, the the try is the main thing. Um, I want kids that are going to work hard. I, I don't want to have to be telling them, you know, hey, you need to go rope the dummy or you need to do this. You know, I want kids that are doing it and, and wanting to, you know, wanting to contact me and ask me questions about it. You know, that's the main thing I look for. The other thing that I look for, and it's kind of funny because when I first started coaching, I didn't necessarily look at this, but I dang sure do now, is I want kids to do good in school too. Because I don't want to have to be, you know, on them to go to class. I want them to be able to do that on their own, which generally – the two go hand in hand, you know, if they're motivated in the arena, they're usually motivated in the classroom as well. Well, and kids that are doing good in school, if you can count on them to do that, then you can count on their mind being clear. If they've already taken care of their school business, then they can focus on the rodeo when they're at the rodeo. They don't have to worry about, well, I'm going to fail out. This is going to be my last rodeo because I haven't been taking care of business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they show up to practice and they show up to rodeo with an open mind ready to ready to do what they're there to do. Yeah, that's really important. What is what are the goals of the equine program? We're hoping within the next, obviously with COVID and everything, it definitely kind of shrank our program a little bit. But we've got close to sixty stalls, inside stalls, just in the HTM barn alone. That we're hoping within the next couple semesters that we can have enough students to fill that full barn again. So. Um, basically trying to find uh, kids that are willing to come in and work, um, not just show up thinking they're going to ride a horse every day because this is not a program for that. It's a, I mean, it's a program to, that you can actually go out and make a living with when you're done, mm-hmm. um, set you up with the right idea of what the horse industry really is um, and the, the quality of colts that we get in for the students to ride. Um, they're they're high-bred horses, um, very good clients. I mean, their colts come in, they're ready to learn. We don't have to send any home very often. Um, that just aren't something that's good to learn on or, or something that we just can't get started. Yeah. Uh, to me, I think the big deal is to get students that are – I'd like to get where we can fill that barn full of horses again once everything kind of opens back up. That's a big goal, and sounds to me like you have all the amenities and the facilities and the, the, the coaching and the staff and the desire, and it's all there. Now the kids just need to come. Yeah. As far as, like, our skills for the students and stuff, you know, we're, I talked a little bit about employability scores. We're pretty big on that. They, they're in charge of feeding the horses here. They get put on a feed crew. They, you know, got to clean their stalls, take care of their horses. They have to have a C or better in all of the classroom classes with me. 
Um, you know, so we, we push them pretty hard. So like TJ and Cole both said, our biggest thing is we just, we want them to show up and try and want to do well. We, we can teach you how to get better and how to do well at it, but you got to have the effort and the desire to do well. If a, a student were interested in, in coming and, and being involved in, in what you have to offer and they just said, hey, can you... Can you just tell me a little bit more, or what would be your best thing that you have to offer at Lamar? I guess my my best thing here is how hands-on and how involved we are. You know, I, I went to a university and got a animal science degree and a minor in equine studies, and while you're, you have, you know, some staff that you get to know well, each professor doesn't necessarily know you like we do here, you know. We know our students well. We're invested in them. The, the classroom classes with me are still very hands-on. If we're learning how to wrap legs or we're learning about medication, you know, we, we go do it. We practice giving medications and we wrap the legs. We don't just read the textbook. So just the hands-on kind of family atmosphere. As far as on the rodeo end of it, you know, I would say the – the biggest deal that I like about Lamar is probably the hands-on um, practice quality that, that you get here. You know, with a smaller team, um, I feel like every student gets gets plenty of practice time and plenty of help during practice, and, and that's huge. You know, um, when you get to some schools and, you know, there's a lot of kids that get left behind, I feel, and, and here – that dang sure doesn't happen. You know, it, it doesn't matter what level or what kind of teaching you're needing. You're probably going, you know, you're going to receive it because we have enough time in the day, you know, to get it, to get it all done. And one of the other things that I feel, you know, is huge is I tell a lot of kids, um, you know, if they're looking at rodeo and going into the horse program, um, you know, you're on a horse seven days a week and, you know, that opportunity doesn't happen hardly anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So, so that's huge. Yeah. When, so you bring horses in and I, I think I heard this right, that you bring them in from other clients and the, as two-year-olds, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they, we send out colt applications and then me and TJ sort through the applications and try to pick the colts we think are going to be the best to, yeah. for the kids to learn on. So then what happens when the kids have gone through the program and or, and they're done with the two-year-olds? Do they just get sent back to the client? Is there a sale or what does that look like? Uh, we have a horse show at the end of each semester where uh, the owners come and pick them up and kids get a show in a raining pattern and we give buckles for High Point Colt and Student of the Year and so it's a pretty good deal and then we'll give out some like $500 scholarships as well that day so it kind of got an incentive for them to do a good job with their Colts and Heck yeah. And kind of give them that show atmosphere. And just like last fall, we had a, well, Nancy Wright judged it, so she's pretty well known. And, you know, they're getting a real experience from some professionals. Yeah, that, I mean, that just sounds like fun. It, the incentive and the desire and the people that they're getting to work with, I mean, that's, you don't get that other places. So kudos to you guys for, for putting this program together and for creating such an awesome atmosphere and so many opportunities 
for these kids even before they get out into the real world. You're doing great. <laughs> doing good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what would you recommend? You know, kids are are interested in, in going to college and stuff. What What would you recommend before they pick Lamar? Do you have recommendations for them just so that they're completely sold? Um, you know, I guess just really consider what what you want to do following college. You know, make sure that the career aligns with what we can offer you here. If you want to be a horse trainer, then, you know, HTM is the best place for you to go. If you're interested in reproduction, sales, nutrition, you know, publication stuff like we're doing now, any of that, EBM is a good place to set you up for it. Uh, to get more information, to get the feel of this place, if you go to the school website, it's lamarcc.edu. And if you go to the horse training management page, that'll tell you a little bit more about uh, the programs. And then on that page, you can schedule a tour and a riding interview with us. So you'll come and we'll give you a tour of the campus, talk about the facilities, and we do a riding interview with you to kind of determine which program you're going to be best suited for. Um, and that'll give you a pretty good feel of what it's like here. Uh, from there, we'll talk about the programs and what we offer and if there's any scholarship opportunities for those students as well. Very cool. What does the uh, campus look like for living? Do they kids have to live in the dorms or can they live wherever they want? How does that look? Yeah, their first year they do live in the dorms. Um, our equine complex is just south of the dorms, maybe a mile something like that, half mile. We're right close to um, uh, their second year. They don't have to live in there, but most of them do. Just It's just easier. And then, you know, if they do leave to go on that internship their fourth semester, they don't have to worry about getting out of a rental contract or any of that. Yeah. yeah and mo- most of the kids live, live on campus um, because, like, as far as the rodeo, uh, we, we have the facility to house all the horses right here on campus. So the kids don't have to, you know, have their horses off campus. So they really don't have any reason to not be here, basically. Um, you know, they start and finish their day kind of down here at yeah. the barn at the arena. Um, you know, once they're here, they're basically here. They unhook their trailer and don't ever move it again until they go to the rodeo. You guys have the whole package. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, now we're going to talk about parents. What do you have for recommendations for parents? Well, I I would say, you know, if you're looking for a school where your student, your child can go and actually learn hands-on information, that's something that I would really stress, you know. Make sure to look at, you know, when you look at all your schools, look at if they're going to learn the information to actually do it and be able to apply that knowledge. That's something that we definitely try to stress here and even outside of the classroom classes, you know, with feed crew and managing the you know, 60 horses that are here and learning how to just take care of stuff hands-on is a big thing. Um, make sure that your your student really wants to come here when they come because we do push them hard. You know, we, we want you to do well after your time here, so we will push them hard, but that's just for their best interest. Yeah. Anybody else have any recommendations for the parents? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say a recommendation, but, but, you know, when I talk to kids and their parents, um, it's reassuring to be able to tell them that their kids 
will be watched after, you know, once, once they're down here and in this program. Um, you know, I've been to different schools, and I, I feel like that means a lot, and there's a lot of places that can't really say that, honestly, and we dang sure can. You know, because we see every kid every day, dang near all day long. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be able to, you know, go AWOL or something, and we're not going to be able to know what's going on at all times, basically. And I think that's super reassuring, for, you know, to be able to tell the parents on, on their standpoint. You bet. That's huge. A huge comfort to any parent or to any adult that's sending sending their child off to, to college and to the great unknown of this big, wonderful world we live in. Yeah, and, and the community here is awesome, too. You know, it's a smaller community, and and they um, they really get behind the, the horse programs here and the rodeo team. And so that's big as well. You know, there'll be dinners and stuff like that around town the kids will go to or people's houses. And, and so we have a lot of lot of supporters that are local, and that, that helps out a bunch as well. Neat. Are there any team requirements? I know different schools have, like, banquets and fundraisers and just different things that they do to keep the team involved in, in raising money. Are there requirements like that for your program? Um, yes. So... We have a banquet um, that we started years back. We do it every year. Um, like I'm not 100 percent sure if we're gonna be able to do it this year, but on a normal year we do it. Um, so kids are, you know, required to participate in that, and and it's huge. Um, it's good for the kids, and it's really good for the community. Uh, we serve a dinner, and I make the kids serve everybody. You know, all, all the supporters in the community come, and a lot of past alumni will come. And, uh, but the kids have to, have to serve all the food. They help cook it. They clean up, you know, they basically do everything. And then at that as well, we have an auction and a majority of the auction items come from, from the, the student athletes as well. And so that's pretty neat because we have a, um, wide range of, of kids here. You know, they come from all over the place. And so we'll, we'll get items, you know, from Arizona or from Ohio. And so we have all different stuff. You know, we might have a hunt in New Mexico different things like that but the kids have to basically do all the work on that and I kind of just oversee it and and so that that's a really good deal and it really gets them involved with everybody here um, another thing is we do have a rodeo in the fall you know and the kids basically put that on too as well but th- those are our two our two main main deals requirements okay is the rodeo team part of the athletic program at that school uh, yes it is Okay, so are there other sports? Are there quite a few other sports that Lamar offers? Yeah, yeah. We have baseball, softball, volleyball, golf. Yeah. Well, men's and women's basketball. Okay. Do you have very many dual sport uh, rodeo athletes? You know, no, every, every once in a while, but, but not, not too often. Um, sometimes we'll have have some people play basketball. I haven't had a few girls play basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a couple on our team too. That's a, a lot to manage, and they did a good job doing it, but that's that's a lot of work. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It is. So cool. Well, it sounds like, I mean, there's just, there aren't any holes in your program. It's solid. It's got every opportunity that a kid could need to get into the equine world, and, you know, if I were signing up, that. would Dang, sure be at the top of my list of places to look and um it just sounds sounds awesome and like I said kudos to you guys for putting that all together 
um, it it just sounds wonderful. There's not a hole that I can see. So that's awesome. Uh, anything else that you guys would like to add? Anything you'd like to share about yourselves or the program or just? Uh, one thing I would say is, I mean, maybe adding on what Cole said, you know, if you're wanting a good place to go rodeo and learn, but you're also with a horse all day long, it's, it's a place to be, you know. You can go to college rodeo and ride horses. It's pretty fun. Heck yeah. Is there much in the community for kids to do? I mean, you said you've got a lot of community support and it's small. Uh, what do, what do the weekends look like for the kids? <laughs> they can go work a lot. There's, uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're an ag-based community. Um, so there's always ranchers and stuff that are calling, you know, and asking, hey, do you got some kids that can come help us move cattle or we need to brand calves or go work at the sale barn and stuff like that. And, and you know, most of the kids that are here, that's, you know, what they're wanting to do anyway. So they're going to get paid and enjoy it. That's always a good thing. <laughs> Definitely. Do you guys have any favorite quotes? The one that I've been telling the kids in the last few weeks and I wrote up on the classroom whiteboard was, let's see, keep your head small, your heart big, and your eyes open. So I've been hammering that on them lately. <laughs> Okay, and what's that mean to the or to you? Well, we just talked about, you know, stay humble in what you're doing. Care about others. Be kind to those around you and just keep your eyes open on what you want to do. You know, they all came here because they've got a passion and they want to go do something and really be somebody. So just stick to that and follow through with it. That sounds like a great one. Can you repeat that one more time? <laughs> yeah, keep your head small. Okay. Your heart big and your eyes open. All right. I like that one. Anybody else? Uh, I think one thing that the equine uh, HTM has to offer, too, is last semester we took, uh, like, the specialized students out to some area ranches and helped them ship their calves. Um, we take the colts out on field trips like that. Um, basically, lets the kids get out of the classroom for a day and the horses out of the arenas and gets them outside and <clears throat> gives them a job. And then uh, we took another set of students to a fall branding um, where we branded about 400 head of calves. First people, we use um, a lot of the specialized colts um, at that branding as well. Um, just kind of lets the students get a different idea than just loping circles in the arena on the colts and it allows the students and horses both to have a better mind and get outside and relax. It just keeps getting better. This program just keeps getting better. And you said that for your for your rodeo team, how many do all the kids? You said they keep them on campus. Is that in stalls or is that do you have turnouts for them or what's that look like? Uh, we kind of just have some runs. Um, is the most part. We got we got a handful of covered runs and then some bigger open pans. Yeah, and they're just next to the arena. Um, dang, they're all of them have automatic waters in them. Uh, so, so it's a pretty, it's a pretty good setup. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty user friendly for the kids. Uh, it also works out really nice. Uh, we have a barn full of hay here, you know, for feeding all the all the colts that are in the in the HTM barn. Um, so we also can supply that hay for the rodeo kids as well. 
And so that makes it super nice on kids that aren't local. You know, they don't have to go search for hay or anything like that. And we can have it all ready to rock and roll for them. So basically they just got to get here with their horse and they're set. Yeah. So do they have to still purchase that hay or is that part of being on the rodeo team? Uh, no, the, the, the hay they have to pay for. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's just, I mean, it's just the cost of the hay. So, so yeah. they're not really going to get it much deeper. Yeah. What are your, what's your scholarship program look like? You know, we've, we've talked about scholarships a couple of times. We've heard that word come up, but what does it look like to get a scholarship from Lamar? Um, you know, as far as the rodeo team, uh, we, we have a pretty, a pretty decent scholarship base. Um, and like the bank we talked about earlier, you know, we, we use that money as well to, to help boost our scholarship fund. Um, but the college itself and the community help out a fair amount too. Uh, so, so there's thanks for, thanks for real good opportunities for scholarships here. Um, you know, just, just depending on, on your level of skill and, and stuff like that. But, you know, it could be anywhere from a, from a full ride, you know, not costing anything to paying for your dorm room or paying for your meal ticket and stuff like that. But, but yeah, there's a, there's, re- there's real good opportunities here. Very nice. And are there quite a few opportunities through the equine program as well? Yep, we do have scholarship opportunities with both of our programs as well. So kind of like Cole said, we've got some that we can pay for their dorm room. And then, you know, we've got funds for just an HTM scholarship. We've got what's called an HTM Excellence Scholarship. Uh, those funds are brought to us by the Coles owners. So when they send their horses here, they pay a small fee uh, for, to go toward their scholarship fund so that we can help the students out in that way and just like Cole said the scholarships are based off of the student skill level and you know how how well they're going to do in the program and if they if they have the drive to want to do well yeah what does out-of-state tuition look like is that in your school um yeah so there is you know a different rate for out-of-state tuition there is what's called wooey and that includes some states around us. Um, I believe it's like Wyoming, New Mexico. Yeah, it's like the western states. I can't remember. Yeah, there, there might be a couple more in there. So that's basically like reciprocity, if you've heard of that. So, you know, it's not full out-of-state tuition, uh, but it's closer to the in-state tuition. Okay. Yeah, and then New Mexico is actually in-state. So, okay. if, yeah, if you're, in, if you're from New Mexico, they, they will waive your, your out-of-state tuition. Um, the dorms and all that is the same for everybody, but but yeah, but the, there is a little out of state tuition. But you know, as, as far as a whole down here, we kind of try to evaluate that and help the kids out on it. Um, you're not, you know, there, there's a good chance that that you can maybe kind of double dip here on scholarships. You know, just if you get an HTM scholarship, doesn't mean you're not going to be able to get a rodeo scholarship. You know, we we can kind of help each other out far as programs and, and make it where the kids can succeed easier. You bet. Well, and it sounds like there's plenty of opportunities to work as well in those in, and continue your education while you're working. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, like I said, you know, there's lots of opportunities on the weekends too for the kids to go earn money and, and put their skills to use that they're learning. Yeah. What does the region look like there for the, the college rodeo region? Uh, so it's, it's mainly Colorado and Wyoming. Um, go to Shadron, Nebraska, and and then the rest are in Colorado and Wyoming. And how many rodeos are there a year? Ten. 
Yeah, we we usually have five five in the fall, five in the spring. Okay how how far do you usually have to travel? Um, you know, we're kind of on the edge of the region. That that, in my opinion, is probably the biggest downfall um, of being at Lamar is there's thanks for some traveling involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cause we we have to go to Wyoming. Uh, quite a bit, and we're in the southeast corner of Colorado, so so we basically have to drive across Colorado usually to get anywhere. Um, but the good thing, though, is like we were talking earlier, all the teachers work with the rodeo team really well, so if it's a very far drive, I'll excuse the kids from class on Thursdays, uh, just depending where we're at, you know, Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I excuse them from class, we come down to the arena, everybody loads up and heads to the rodeo. I try to make sure that they'll be there, you know, right around dark, really no later than that. Um, so that they're not driving all night or anything like that. And then uh, I don't assign rigs, but I kind of put a lot of guidance into it. So I make sure there's not somebody traveling by themselves. You know, everybody travels together. There's usually three or four people. So it works out pretty good, you know, and, and we all get along really well as a team. Um, kind of goes back to the smaller team deal. You know, everybody's at practice, everybody gets along, so there's really nobody that's, like, left out, you know, like, hey, you got to drive by yourself. Um, and then if you're on the points team, like I mentioned, you know, you get $200 of travel money. I just give you that cash so you can use it for fuel to get there and get home. Um, the other neat thing we do is all short rounds. Uh, on Sunday, they're either at 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. So, you know, you're out of there by 1 o'clock at the latest. So you get home and at a good time, so you're not getting back late and having to try to get up early to go to class on Monday. Mm-hmm. Do most people stay in their horse trailers? You know, it's kind of hit or miss. Um, just kind of matters on the years. Um, it it kind of can go either way. Okay. So you said that they you meet at the arena and travel together. So do you kind of caravan down there, or can people leave when they want to? So they, they can leave when they want to, um, but I kind of get in contact with everybody and have a plan. But I try to kind of get everybody to go together. Um, but, you know, if you're not up till Saturday and, you know, you don't want to leave Thursday, then, I mean, that's, that's fine too, you know. Yeah. What, in, in that region, how many kids are in the entire region? I think there's like 350 maybe, somewhere right around there. Okay. So do your rodeo start on Thursday or Friday? Friday. Okay. Yeah, usually around like noon or one o'clock on Fridays is, is a slack. Yeah. Okay. It, I just know it makes a big difference for some kids to to know that they're not going to have to be gone all week. Like, you know, if, if somebody, one of you guys went to school in Guymon, it sounded like in, uh, you know, that region, you might have to leave on Wednesday sometimes because it's going to start Thursday night. And if you have to drive all the way across the state to get there, and then it's not going to be done till Sunday. If you make the short go, you're not getting, not even getting out of there until four o'clock. That might be a twelve-hour drive home. So that can make a big, yeah. big difference for some students who need the structure and and need that time to study. Yeah, and it works out good. Um, we we kind of, as a region as a whole, we're a little bit different here. Um, I would say it's it's a lot, uh, kind of more of a tight knit type of deal. You know, all the coaches talk to each other. You know, we we don't have yeah we don't have Thursday rodeos just so it's not screwing up people's classes and stuff like that. Um, but but you know we have meetings all the time and all the coaches always communicate and, and everything goes good. Good. That makes a huge difference for 
for a lot of people. I know I went to a college where it was very relaxed and we were completely responsible for ourselves, for our horses, for our practice, pretty much. I mean, we had a, a set time um, and getting there and getting back. And uh, the, those of us that were structured enough to and responsible enough to be able to handle that, we still did fine. Uh, but there's a lot of kids who aren't ready for that kind of lax schedule. So, you know, it sounds to me like what you've got going on is awesome. You're able to provide the support for the kids that need it, but you're also able to provide the flexibility for the kids who who have jobs and who have other things going on. So you've got the best of both worlds there. Yeah, it works out really well. Yes, sir. I'd have to agree with you. Thank you guys for taking the time out of your day today to educate myself and the listeners all about Lamar Community College and what you have to offer. There's obviously a lot of passion and generosity and kindness and sincerity behind your voices and what you want to help these kids accomplish, not only in school with a degree, but also after school with your internship program and career placement opportunities. Listeners, these guys are here to help you get started on the right foot headed into school. So if you have any questions at all about the Equine Business Management Program, reach out to Savannah Thomason. If you are wanting to learn more about the Horse Training Management Program, you can talk to Ryan Bray or TJ Watts. And you can reach out to Cole Dorenkamp for information about the rodeo team. We have included their email address and their phone number in the footnotes. We also have a link to the website, which is lamarcc.edu. Again, that's lamarcc.edu. So you can click on that and check out what the school has to offer online. Don't forget to give them a follow and like on Facebook and share it with any of your friends who are interested in the equine world and having a career after college in equine business management, horse training, or anything equine related. Check them out. We yeah, will. we sure appreciate the opportunity to be involved with you guys. And You bet. Well, we're going to do our best to help your program grow. If you are a rodeo athlete looking to college rodeo, you'll want to be sure to check out what rodeokids.com has to offer under the college rodeo tab. Tips on scholarships, sponsorships, and internships, a listing of all of the colleges offering rodeo teams, and our favorite feature, the Recruit Me form. The Recruit Me form is free and allows you to be seen by rodeo coaches all over the country. Fill out your Recruit Me form today at rodeokids.com backslash recruit dash me. Again, that's rodeokids.com backslash recruit dash me. Let them find you.